0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Cars Guide podcast, Holiday Cage Fights. Um, This is uh, uh, topics, hot topics that we are debating to keep us all occupied over the holiday break. I'm Cars Guide Deputy Editor James and I'm joined by Senior Journalist Richard. Hello. And Deputy News Editor (laughs) Justin. Hello. Uh, Today, we are looking at the subject, exotic supercars, sensational or stupid? Now, the format for these cage fights are we'll have an opening statement from both sides, then main arguments where the position is substantiated, then a closing rebuttal that that responds to the main argument and closes off and, and states a position, and, uh, and then we'll wrap it up from there. So we are going to go to the affirmative side of the case, which mm. is, Richard, could I have your opening con- relatively concise position on this? Uh, question, please. Concise, Richard.
1: What am I Yee. arguing? I'm for it, am I? Uh, shots, um, yes. shot, shots fired. Oh. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, are exotic supercars sensational or stupid? I think the answer is very clear. This is Cars guy. They're sensational. Anyone that argues against it should be writing their resignation letter right now, Justin. Case dismissed. Whoa! Oh. Over to you. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Case, <laughs> that was concise case, for your
0: standards? That's good. Case, dis, case dismissed. Love it. You're now, learning. You're learning. Um, Justin, do <laughs> you, you. Let's let's uh, set up set up your side of the argument, please.
2: Supercars are the automotive equivalent of excess. They are unnecessary. Full stop.
0: Whoa. Okay. That is even. That's quite blunt. We understand exactly where you're coming from. So, Richard, Richard, time to put a little more meat on the bones uh, of your position, saying uh,
1: that they are indeed sensational. Is the Mona Lisa sensational or stupid? Is the Statue of Liberty sensational or stupid? Is fine art. Anything which is not a Camry, is it just stupid, Justin? I would argue to you that on the bedroom walls of Boys and girls, walls of boys and girls all around the world. There have been Lamborghini Contaches. There have been Bugatti Veyrons. There have been GT40s, Ford GT40s. These cars aren't necessary. They're vital. We need these cars. I mean, they call these cars halo cars. The majority of the planet will never set foot in one, but they are what human beings need. It's what we're about. These cars... What I'm trying, trying to say is, is that, we, like the Mona Lisa, we can't have it hanging in our, in, our, in our bedroom or in our loo, right? But it kind of, in a lot of ways, it belongs to all of us because it's the best that human beings can create. Begati Veyron. Now, how many people have actually driven one? Not many. But, we're, but I tell you what, my heart skips a beat when I think about it. Uh, this is a car but what each tire costs $20,000 each or something like that. Yeah, look, it seems stupid, but it's not because human beings are inspired by this. This is, you know, far out. There is no need to go to the moon, but is that sensational or stupid that we did. It's sensational. It's absolutely sensational. It's in, these things are, in, in supercars are the embodiment of what we can do. The technology that we can apply, Justin, I'm, I I like I feel for you because you're about to tell me that they're stupid, and you're about to tell all the people out there listening to the cars, guide. Right? <laughs> it's a tough. <laughs> it's a tough crowd. I understand that that these cars are stupid. I look, I I kind of want to help argue for you and and help you here, but because it's obvious that they're just not. They are absolutely sensational. Without them, we would live in a world devoid of art expression and, and, you know, achievement. And then that is what a supercar is wrapped up in. It's art expression achievement in an automotive form. And I really can't, there's no other argument to it. They the, the need to be there. We as human beings, we're not robots. We're passionate beings. We need, we need objects like this to, to show us what we can do. We need to go to the moon. We need to create works of art. Uh, we need to push ourselves. Um, what else are we here for? That's it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank
0: you, Richard. Uh, thank you very much. Now, Justin, you've heard what Richard has had to say. Uh, would you please state your main argument and, and uh, in the process of doing so, maybe respond to some of uh, Richard's key points?
2: Richard, you, a couple of things, just straight off the bat. <laughs> you say that uh, sorry, Mona sorry, Lisa, I was just
1: check, checking my text messages. What
2: you say that no one's <laughs> ever yeah, the Mona Lisa started. in their lounge room yet. You, you have a rather lovely uh, art of Tom Selleck with a Ferrari in yours, by the looks of it. So clearly, you know, fine art can find its way into uh, to homes of certain people. So congratulations to you for that. Just, it's just super a cut. It's a print. Sorry. Just well, print. it it looks like a lovely oil painting to me.
0: But could, it, could <laughs> I just could I just say that when it comes to mustaches, I'll take Merv Hughes any day over Tom Selleck. Oh,
1: He's I mean, got the classic chevron, though.
0: Just putting it out there. Anyway,
2: chevron. <laughs> 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 uh, second point, uh, Richard, you raised something about needing to go to the moon. No one's ever been to the moon. The whole thing was staged, but that's a story. no wind <laughs> in space. Um, but we can maybe save that for another cage. For, <laughs> uh, the Moon landing actually happened, but Let's do the that, point uh, being supercars are unattainable right for most people 99.999% of people to your point Richard are never going to set foot in a supercar they might be lucky enough to go to a motor show remember those and actually see one on a stand but that's as close as most people are ever going to come to one so they are excessive in every point of the uh, spectrum so they push the limits in terms of design, in terms of technology and all that kind of stuff. And I understand that that's pretty cool and all that kind of stuff. And this is coming from a person who did, of course, grow up with posters of supercars on his bedroom wall. But in reality, right, they're all good for a poster. They're all good for an oil painting with Tom Selleck, right? But in reality, they are far from having a point. They are pointless, okay? Because we, as you mentioned, in this job, are lucky enough to have driven supercars or very expensive cars I, like probably all three of us, got into this job because it was the only way I was ever going to get behind the wheel of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini because I'm certainly never going to be able to afford one in my lifetime, but I definitely wanted to drive one, right? But the problem is, the second I did get behind the wheel of anything like that, it is an anxiety-inducing experience, right? Right you are so conscious of the fact that you've got half a million dollars, a million dollars worth of car, right, to manage. And in our instance, it doesn't belong to us. So you want to be careful with that. You don't want to damage it. They generally don't have any sort of safety systems, right? So it is on you to pay attention and take everything in the whole time, right? You don't want to make a mistake with that car. But at the same time, because they are expressions of art, like you said, they get a lot of attention, whether it's the sound they generate or the design or whatever, right? So you've got people clamoring over these cars, pulling out phones, wanting to come over and have a chat as you're getting out of the car. They get a lot of unwanted attention and that just adds to the anxiety of owning a car. So if you had a supercar, if I had a supercar, I would drive it from A to A. I would never go to B, right? The last thing I would want to do is park in public or anything like that. And I would want to choose a nice clear road where I can experience that car, but not have to worry about damaging it or having someone drive into me or whatever it may be, or having to talk to someone, God forbid, about the car for the 1,022nd time. Supercars are the absolutely pointless. All these R&D dollars that these car companies are spending on these cars could be invested in things that people actually drive. Now, I'm not saying performance cars in particular are pointless. Performance cars are great. I love them. But make them attainable for more people. Supercars are just so far to the extreme. They really are pointless and not even that fun to drive because most of them are terrible to drive, particularly on public roads. If you are that rich, then you probably are going to do a track day or two and actually experience that car. But if you're going around town day to day, they are actually pretty rubbish to drive in traffic or even on a country road because their limits are so absurd that you're never short of an autobahn or anything like that going to experience anything that these cars can truly do. (sighs) And at that point in time, again, they're just pointless. (laughs) Sorry, am I keeping you up?
1: Sorry, no. Uh,
0: Now, thank you, Justin. Um, I'd just like for the record to say that I got into this job so that I could help in-market car buyers make informed decisions about their next purchase. (laughs) Uh, Carsguard.com.au. Now, Richard, Mm -hmm. it is over to you to wrap things up, to um, have your say on what uh, Justin just offered up and to close off your position and solidify it, please.
1: I mean, look, he did a good job because that's all you can say. All you can say is, "Oh, look, uh, supercars stupid because they cost a lot of money, and you know nobody can drive. No one's they're bad, not fun to drive, and they, you know." Um, but I had one on my wall, and I got into the job to drive one, and it's the whole reason why I'm here. Um, that's that's i mean that's what i'd say too if i was arguing um you know against it as well um uh, but my, my, my point is is that they are sensational um and um, when i say sensational i say sensational right they really are sensational in in that they are these unattainable objects which um inspire us um you know, the, you know, the kid that I was um, with the Lamborghini Contash on their wall, I wasn't thinking to myself, I want to have one one, one day, uh, it'd be nice, but it was just inspiring to have there in the same way that, you know, we watch the Olympic Games, you know, we don't necessarily want to um, you know, or think that we can ever be as fast or as, jump as high or, or skate as fast as, you know, the people we're watching, but they inspire us because they show us what human beings are able to achieve. I think supercars, we are all interested in finding how fast, what's the fastest we can actually go, what can it be made out of. I think that's, in a sense, the core of what humans are. It's faster, stronger, better, quicker, all of that. Um, In closing, I would say that the people who do can afford these cars just and drive them like anybody else. And I would say that there are many people, in fact, the majority of people out there, who don't have the money and I don't even got just enough money like myself to buy you know, a Ford Focus and we still drive it like it's a supercar because we can't afford to crash it <laughs> either. So, um, and I do know people with more more money than you know anything in the world and they drive their supercars, their McLarens, they drive their Honda NSXs like that they are Camrys. They drive them like they're everyday cars. So my point is that they are sensational. They're definitely not stupid. That's why we're here.
0: Very good. Thank you. Um, I would also like to add to that that my most inspirational Olympian, of course, is Stephen Bradbury. I think he's a, a champion champion of the first auto gold medal winning uh, hero. Also, now, um, Justin, it is time for you to close off to uh, respond to anything that Richard may have said so far and to substantiate your position in closing.
2: Yeah, to Richard's point, there are definitely a few wealthy people out there that can afford to have a supercar or two. But Anyone that dailies a supercar is insane, and I guarantee you, these people that have a lot of wealth and quite—I
1: a lot just want car to apologise to all have... those people out there now. <laughs> that,
0: yeah.
1: order, people, order, order, Justin,
0: Justin has the call.
2: Thank you, thank you. Those people that are lucky enough to have those cars, they also have daily drivers, right? They don't—they're not going to get into their Countach and drive that as a daily. Yes, they do. do you know how, if they, oh, like, order. Like I said, order. those that do, Just- they're insane. Of course, there's always exceptions to the rule, but I'm saying the majority of them, right? They'll have their daily cars, whether it's a Ben Tiger or a KN or an Urus or something like that, you know, an SUV that's got some performance or whatever, but not necessarily... A supercar per se. They have those cars because they're practical, because they're easy to drive around town and for all those reasons. And they're the ones, those are the cars that are getting driven six, maybe seven days a week sometimes, right? A supercar is very much a weekend thing. Like I said, if I owned one, I'd be driving it A to A. I wouldn't be going A to B or anything like that because of all the unwanted attention and whatever. Point being, even the owners of supercars know that they're excessive, know that they're stupid. That's why they're not behind the wheel a hundred percent of the time because they're just too much.
0: Wow. Okay, there it is. It's been laid out there. Supercars, sensational or stupid, and it's over to you, people listening or watching, uh, to have your say. And we will come back to you on on uh, which way uh, people's opinions fall um, in the new year when we are up and running again with our regular podcast. So, can I, I just say, say that
1: Magnum never owned that Ferrari. <sighs>
0: Yeah. He definitely so, started and upset someone yeah. for doing yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder whether it was a fiberglass one or a metal one, because he'd be giving some uh, panel damage there. If uh, <laughs> exactly, he'd uh, hate uh,
2: to be the yeah. owner. Yeah. Well, you you well,
0: he It's got, got buns of steel, so <laughs> it would be. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, that was the number plate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> steel buns or something like that. Okay, so it's time to say thank you, Richard, Hello. and thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Pritchard, who's been uh, working feverishly uh, behind the scenes to pull all this together from a technical point of view. Mm. And we will see you for the fourth and final Cars Guide podcast cage fight next week.